This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. You know, today I hear that a lot of the young Muslim brothers, young ones, they want to pack their bags. They want to pack their bags and they want to get a plane and go to Syria. They want to do jihad. They didn't make, they didn't make Hajj yet, but they want to make jihad. So let's examine this here. We're not saying that a young man should not have the feeling in his heart to make jihad, a legitimate jihad, where there's a legitimate theater of jihad. We're not saying that something is wrong with that. No, but he should have a mentor, a mentor, a guide, a leader, an imam, a wali al-amr, who approves his feeling. Because that wali al-amr, that imam, that amir should find out from that young man what are his local responsibilities. Like a man came to the Prophet and he said, O Messenger of Allah can I go to jihad? So the Prophet said to him, is there anybody to take care of your mother, your parents? He said, no, it's just me. So the Prophet said, no. You stay and take care of your mother, you stay and take care of your parents, and that is a jihad for you. But today, the young men, they don't have to ask nobody. They on the computer at nighttime, looking at Facebook and YouTube and looking at what's going on, and then they just say, I'm going, Bismillah, I'm just going. Allahu Akbar. So the one that guided him was Sheikh Google or Sheikh YouTube or Sheikh Facebook where you don't really have to face anybody. You know, face, that's why people like Facebook because you don't really have to face the truth. People spend all night, some of the brothers, some of the brothers who have the most powerful thoughts and criticisms about different things. They spend their time not speaking to the people and speaking to the issues themselves, but they speak into a computer screen. You know, behind, hiding behind a screen, they seem like they're like a gorilla. But when they come out in the daytime 
and you examine the level of their social responsibility, then you find out they're really Mickey Mouse. We're not saying that young people should not have that feeling. We're not saying that you should not have hot water in your house. But you know, if you go inside the sh them glass showers and pull the door and you don't gauge the water right and you just cut the water on and it's too hot, you might jump through that glass. And it's the same thing with life. If you don't have somebody to control you, to advise you, to set the parameters for you, you're not going to make no jihad. You're just going somewhere to get killed or you're going somewhere to kill somebody and you don't even know who to kill because in, in case of Syria, you're going to know ain't nobody wearing on their chest say, I'm the enemy. I don't care if they're Fasif, Ma'asi, Mudnip, Dhalim, uh, uh, whatever. But they don't have on no t-shirts that say, I am with the Dhalim. So who are you going to kill? You're going to kill anybody that somebody point out and say, he's the enemy. And you're going to kill somebody. Or you're going, yourself going to be killed. You don't know who you're going to be killed by, nor do you know who you're going to kill. Just you want to go somewhere and kill somebody. You want to feel what it is to have on a military uniform. You want to feel what it is to have a gun in your hands. You want to feel what it is to be marching and all that. You're going to take pictures of yourself and send it back to your homeboys and say, check me out. But the same young brothers, most of them, when they left, they didn't have a job. When they left, they didn't finish school. They left their mother. They left their sisters. They left their daughters and they left their wives. Chasing something that they believe is a nostalgic dream called fighting in the way of Allah. The same brothers, before they left, they was not able to get up for the Fajr prayer. Because if you sit on the computer all night long, if you sit in the club smoking that hubbly bubbly, if you're watching YouTube all night and on Facebook talking with your homeboys, you can't get up for the Fajr. So I say, if you can't beat the sheets, you ain't going to beat nobody nowhere else. So we need to put things within context. We need to put things within in their proper place. The young brothers and the young sisters, they need to serve their family. They need to serve their husbands or wives. They need to serve their children. They need to serve their neighborhood. They need to serve the society. Because if the society and its institutions gave to you the freedom, the liberty, the resources, the education, and all the things that you have living in Europe, you have to be grateful. And the Prophet saw him, he said, whoever is, not, whoever is not grateful towards the people, they cannot be grateful towards Allah. First of all, um, sister and brothers, the issue is not Fard al-Ain, first of all, that's not even the issue. 
if you didn't use a phone and you didn't use the radio or you didn't have a newspaper or you didn't have a computer or if you didn't use a television you wouldn't even know what was going on in Syria you would be concerned about your own neighborhoods the fact that we have these fiber optics and telecommunications it has brought Syria and the rest of the world into our living room but it doesn't mean that we have to react to everything that comes into our living room what we need to do is act within our own capacity we are not the champions of the world and we are not the policemen of the world we are responsible you see for ourselves and our families and what is outside of ourselves and families and the resources that we have we make dua and our dua our dua is as effective as anything else that we can do so I don't say that Syria as a country and what's going on in that country that it's not important for us to address but there are many ways that we can address it that do not take us out of our own responsibility we could get clothes we can send medicine we can send food we can send money there's so many things we can send equipment that's what we can do because the Prophet Sallallahu said that a person that supplies a mujahid with a horse that they will get the same reward that the mujahid gets so I think that we need to just think about the issue based upon priority and this is why we need to take nasiha that young man who wanted to go make jihad he sought the nasiha of the Prophet so therefore should not the young men who's living in this country or in America or whatever shouldn't they take the nasiha of a waliul amr somebody who's responsible for the Muslims I say yes but if you don't want to do that just because in your mind you believe it is farad al-ayn or farad al-kifaya or whatever the case might be that you just act on it because that's how you feel I say that's one of our major problems that we are acting as individuals and we're not acting with nasiha and with shura this is my statement I'm not demeaning or undermining anyone who wants to go wherever they want to go to a place where they think is a legitimate theater of jihad I'm telling them look before you leap because sometimes you can jump up off the diving board and go in the air and do a spin and look down and find out there's no water in the pool that means you're headed for a bad decision so our niya should always be within the context of serving humanity serving the issues of Islam serving the Muslims and if you want to serve the Muslims the best Muslim to serve first yourself your family your akrabin your neighborhood your neighbors the society where you live this is not the first time that Muslims killed other Muslims this is not the first time that Muslim so-called Muslim rulers or foolers there's no this not this is not the first time that they raped each other's women this is not the first time they did that this happened just 40 50 years after the Prophet but did the Khilafah did Ali radiallahu an order the Muslims to make jihad against other Muslims no 
So, you know, brothers, I think we got to be real careful that we don't get emotionally involved in something and that we start making takfir on people from a distance. Allah, he knows best. Zulm is zulm. And we are against zulm. But what my question was, not that it's illegitimate for brothers to go there, not that it's illegitimate for them to engage in, uh, in that kind of endeavor. I didn't say that. I said that they need to examine the base of where they are before they go. And they need to have nasiha from the wali al-amr of the area where they are. And they need to think about their mothers and their sisters and their brothers and their daughters and the society and their neighbors and what they have done and what they have built up and what they have planted and what they have committed to the society where they are. And not just jump up and go someplace from a point of emotion, they just made dua, they watching the TV, they looking at YouTube, they reading the newspaper, they just get fed up and frustrated and say, I'm going to kill them niggas. You know, Arab niggas, black niggas, white niggas, whatever kind of niggas they are. So we got to be careful from where the niya comes from. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam warned us about that. And all I'm trying to do is put some brakes on the brothers. That's all I'm trying to do. I ain't trying to stop them from where they're going. I'm just telling them, hey brothers, put the brakes on. Think about things before you go. Make sure that you have sought counsel. Check yourself. See what your motivations really are. See who you have consulted. Look around yourself and see if you have missed something before you left. You left the houses burning down, you going way across town to put a fire out and your own house is on fire. That's my concern. Allah knows best. For me, I say, I believe in my heart to the best of my ability. I believe I have love and attachment to the Salaf al-Saleh. I believe that. That is my conviction. That's what I'm struggling for. To stay upon that to the best of my ability within my capacity. But you know, some young brothers, they will say, Oh, the sheikh, he ain't that. He don't even call himself Salafi. He's a Muqtadi. He's a Qutubi. He's a Ash'ari. He's a this and he's a that. And they spend their times at night on hiding behind computer screens using Facebook, sending missiles out, slandering the leaders of the Muslims, slandering the lecturers, slandering the du'at, and calling to themselves, Kullu hizbun bima ladehi farihun. They all think they are the ones. May Allah forgive them. May Allah give them something better to spend their time for. But I would like to just tell the young brothers and the young sisters, if you spend two or three hours at night hiding behind a screen talking about the issues of the world and the Muslims, you're just a coward.